0: I'm Aaron Armstrong. I'm Pete Moran. And I'm Lana Satan.
1: And we love to watch. We love to watch says, and your very flesh, Gordon, shall be a great poem.
2: And the first one tore a picture of a dead and hanging man who was kissing foreign fishes that.
1: Blood run through my cheeks in an airiness around him. When his tongue began to speak, and he said, Oh boy, you are so
2: pretty, and up for outside him, writes paper string. And when I finally kissed him, the whole world began to ring. Lost like a bell that's tipping over, with two cracks along both sides. And I knew the world was hey, Pete. over. Hey Luana. Hey, Aaron. How are you guys doing? Yeah, this is a this is going to be a surprise episode for people hopefully that are that are listening to this or have gone delete. I'm not never mind. I don't know what they're doing, but I'm not listening to this one. Uh but yeah, we we love to watch, we're movie podcast. We pick a theme normally and do mov- movies over the course of the month around that theme. But this is special epi. This is not part of a theme. This is our can't believe it. 200th episode of We Love to Watch. Um, legitimately surprised uh, that we made it this far. And uh, and it's gotten so bad that, uh, you know, because we don't have sponsors to cancel us. Our wives were both very unsuccessful in getting us to stop this, although they tried. And, uh, <laughs> and now uh, there's a global pandemic trying to stop <laughs> us. So we don't know how many we have left. But yeah, we hit 200 and we're doing a movie. ...called Flesh Gordon. Why are we doing Flesh Gordon? It probably makes no fucking sense to you, the listener... ...but it is a very much an inside joke between Peter and myself. So when we started this podcast, before it was even called We Love to Watch... ...before we had this idea of like organizing the movies into some sort of order... ...we just made a list of movies that would be fun to talk about. And for our first episode, we wanted to do a movie that neither Peter or I had seen. It was also the third time that we had ever spoken, period... Uh, And that movie was Flash Gordon. Uh, When I went to rent it on Amazon, uh, at the time, it had another movie called Flash Gordon on there. And I wasn't paying enough attention. I almost rented Flash Gordon. It was a joke on the episode. (laughs) Uh, Ha ha. I almost watched the wrong movie. I bet that would have been funny. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know the exact words because I can't go back and listen to that first episode. Uh,
1: (laughs) And it probably would have taken you at least five
2: minutes to notice, right? yeah I would i mean a little bit um uh although you know it's the eighties, I don't know what the rating was. there was all those weird like eighties like quasi porn fantasy adventure uh movies, but uh we made a joke on that episode that if we ever got to two hundred episodes, we'd actually just do flesh Gordon, and so that's that's basically it. that's all you need to do. <laughs> we hit two hundred episodes. And we're doing flesh corn. And actually, the reason why we decided it would be interesting to do is that at first I thought it was just a, 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 a I don't know, like a hardcore pornography movie. Uh, I sounded like the most grandpa. Uh, yeah. That possibly, uh, <laughs> hardcore pornography. A, 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 a hard, hardcore pornography. You know, one of those uh, uh, skin flicks uh Stag Films Stag Films uh <laughs> and uh I thought like it was a parody of the 1980s Flash Gordon movie and then as I as I looked into it I found out that not only did it come out 10 years before Flash Gordon but it was a parody of the serials and it <laughs> was rated R um it was not <laughs> it was it was which kind of made sense because you can't like the same stuff you find on Pornhub you can't uh digitally rent on amazon typically so (laughs) in general like it made sense so i'm like oh that's weird they made a a adult film that was actually just rated r called flesh gordon 10 years before the 80s one that would be interesting to watch and definitely different than most of the movies we've done on the show (laughs) um And yeah, and so for our anniversary episodes, we've done, you know, we've had this is our fourth big kind of anniversary surprise show. We've done Airbud, Monster Trucks. Getting, getting Even with Dad, this is definitely a different turn. I guess those are all <laughs> G to PG rated movies. But we always try to ask one of our favorite guests on to uh, enjoy the anniversary with us. And this this one, when we asked Luana to come on, I think it's uh, her fourth appearance, there was a lot of caveats and like apologies. <laughs> uh, but but she, she thankfully agreed to join. So Luana, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience if they haven't heard your previous appearances?
0: Uh, Hi everybody, my name is uh, Luana Saita, I've been on this podcast for um, the episodes containing Ravenous, Bound, and uh, the... The Reanimator movies. So, if you wanna, if you think I'm funny in this episode, go back and uh, go back and find those. I suppose I mostly uh, recommend the Ravenous one. I was on a roll there. Uh, that's a great, <laughs> a great episode. episode. I mean, not,
1: not to toot our own horn, but that's like one of my one of my favorite episodes yeah. we've ever done. Yeah, I
0: think well. I think it's my favorite. Uh, the my favorite appearance as well. Um, I live in Belgium, so when you hear an episode that features me. Uh, you can be damn sure that I got up <laughs> slightly before 4 a.m. and am sitting here with a coffee in my hand. Um, I I did a... Um, I did a year's worth of voice feminization training, but because of lovely Aaron and Peter always inviting me at 4 a.m., you you are hearing me at my hoarsest and most (laughs) manliest. So thanks, guy.
2: I thought it was 6 a.m. I I thought our first one was 4 a.m. Are we still on 4 a.m.? It is 420, uh,
0: 420, oh. it is 420 right now, fellas. <laughs> oh,
2: I man. Thought we, I thought it I thought was thought 6, we 6 a.m. Like an and a half later, we were. Yeah. Over. <laughs>
1: that
2: that means be. your first appearance, you were on at like 2 in the morning. Well, uh, right? Yeah. I guess. We made it worse in some ways. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, this is a weird hour. But anyway
0: <laughs> You can you can find me elsewhere on the internet, on uh Monster Island Commentaries with my pal uh Travis Kirkland. Uh you can find us find us on SoundCloud, on Apple, uh on Stitcher, uh um, the biggest uh podcast hangouts. And we also have a Patreon, uh Patreon dot com slash M I commentaries, where uh if you if you support us you'll have access to a second podcast, which is uh not just about monster movies uh, uh not just about kaiju movies but uh, just movies that we like or have a special <laughs> place in our hearts last one we did was Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse so uh have a listen if you think i'm if you think i'm funny this episode
1: Yeah uh, a terrific podcast highly recommended definitely check it out um the uh, it still can't go over the fact that you're on at four in the morning. Really yeah, we, we, we really thought we were we
2: thought we were doing better, but we're we only are doing <laughs> slightly better. We will figure this out next time. <laughs> uh, no, we're we're here talking about Flesh Gordon, which uh, yeah was it was a weird experience because there was a point in my life, Peter, Luana, may have been the same for you guys, where we'll say it like we'll say like twelve, thirteen. Where and I was like I was you know I'm 36 so the internet was just starting to be a thing that you could have access to and it was like someone who had a 14.4 k whatever modem was like that's a pretty fast one so the concept of watching like video porn on the internet was just not a thing like you could get pictures to load great (laughs) um but you had to like parents had to be gone it was it was it was tricky so you know seventh eighth grade it was like. You kind of became a detective at all of your friends' house, with your friends, <laughs> about uh, older siblings or dads or stuff like that. And, and like, you spent a lot of your time talking or trying to figure out how to get porn. <laughs> um, like, a, quite a lot, actually. Like, as I was watching this movie and thinking back, I was like, like, I had whole friendships based on access to porn. It was kind of like... <laughs> In in elementary school, some of your friendships could just be based on whose parents let you watch certain movies and like what (laughs) access they had to video game systems. And then, like in junior high, there was like a yeah, I whose brother had like was never home and had like drawers full of porn tapes. Like (laughs) that could be it.
1: Oh, yeah, this, that's probably a good conversation topic here. It was like, what was the grodiest, earliest
2: porn you saw when you were, <laughs> <laughs> you were
1: coming up? But uh, sorry, go on. I right. mean, it was
2: all it was all like 80, like, copied over video cassettes. It was basically every porn I watched was probably like, you know, the, the Big Lebowski, like, parody uh, <laughs> por- porn movie. It was basically that. Same hair, yeah. same everything else. Uh, but it, it's like that. It was basically that. Um, I do remember one called Bimbo Bowlers from Buffalo. That title did stay with me. But it was like all – I spent a lot of time. Uh, and here I am, 36. I have a a, a porn movie on Blu-ray that I'm going to go watch on my projector. And the thought in my <laughs> head was <sighs> – Why
1: is it so much creepier on a projector? It is. It's
2: creepy. I mean <laughs> –
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing that movie. What's the, is that movie called? Porno with a uh, with a uh, 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 George C. Scott watching his daughter in a, a porno hardcore, and just having it's a meltdown. That's called hardcore. I'm just picturing that. And, but it's you watching Flesh Gordon and just being like. So it took yeah. He but called it took, someone else a
2: dildo. It took me two nights because I I got like tired the first night and I was like, all right, I can't. You stay. got tired. I got tired. No, I couldn't stay up means, for right? it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I ran off to jerk off eight <laughs> times. Like, my my idea of, of sex that turns me on oh, is I'm people so just tired. just rubbing against each other violently. Um. No, but I was like, I was like, it was kind of a drag. Even though this is a funny, I think it's going to be a very fun episode. But I was just like, oh, I got to fucking watch a ninety-minute adult skin flick from the seventies. Like, <laughs> I
1: was excited about watching this because I thought for a minute, Were you? I thought it was a. I thought it was an actual because I don't. I've never seen. I've seen Boogie Nights a hundred times, and I'm always like, oh man, the movies. The, this kind of era of movies sounds. So, you, so, so you've to never me. seen? But I've yeah, never you're young. Like a classic. Yeah. like 1970s like deep throat ear like deep throat uh you know following um uh porno like this like and watched an entire movie of it like i've never seen debbie does dallas or any of those sort of like of uh, v- uh, the th- movies that were essentially like comedian punchlines right like i've never seen any any 90 minute movie i grew up with like Three minute whatever
2: uh, XNXX videos on on yeah. internet. Like I had easy, I Yeah, had you were access. like you could get stuff from Kazan, LimeWire, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You're you're in a different so, generation. Here. Can I jump in really quickly? Yeah, for no, that's it. That's my history. my whole story is that I was a little like there's a 12 year old version of myself that's very disappointed at how um annoyed I was, <laughs> how I felt this was so much about, like a like yeah. a thing I so, had to do. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I get it, cause like in my head also I was like I was loading up uh, Pornhub to watch this movie on it, cause it was either on Flixfling or Pornhub, and I was like I'm not <laughs> dealing with Flixfling again. <laughs> um, so uh, when I was a kid, um, I had a brother who had a trunk full of porn, and so we uh, could have been we could have been friends yeah yeah porn porn magazines um yeah, oh, yeah. and most of it was it was just like you know playboy or whatever like nothing crazy and then he also for some reason and i've never gotten the story on this he had Betamax. i assume they were like stolen from someone else's dad or something <laughs> Betamax, 80s
2: porn All right and i was like i was like how do i was like, are you sure is-? your brother wasn't shooting and producing Betamax pornography. (laughs) He would have been like, he would have been your age, he would have been like five.
1: (laughs) So, shooting is fine, but producing, absolutely not. Um,
2: Yeah, he could hold a camera, but could he talk to the lawyers? (laughs) Talk to the unions and the teamsters who are doing the craft services? I don't think so. (laughs) He's
1: allowed to express himself artistically. He's just not, he's allowed to be a pornographer, he's just not allowed to be a performer.
2: Uh, Um, I I don't care if you five years old were we setting up <laughs> I like
0: that this hypothetical five-year-old porn producer has all his performers unionized that's very nice and utopian of you guys
2: yeah well he's still it. lefty yeah. he wasn't a ska band Luana so uh, very progressive people so you know bands.
1: his record is mixed at best um, yeah. so so uh, I found this 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 Betamax tape called dirty debutants 13 which sounds like something I made up. Uh, but I found I Hopefully the, the, the 13
2: take. was the uh, Number <laughs> of the series and not the age of the performer <laughs>
1: Yeah
0: well he was The director was 5 so it was a MILF video For him <laughs> I was like oh my god Older lady <laughs>
1: episode is gonna get us ruined uh, no <laughs>
2: um,
1: so anyways um, um so th- so what i ended up doing because my parents had a, a midwest suburban basement with like all this stuff in there and i was like do we have a betamax player and my dad who in the 80s was some sort of nerd who like was like really invested in betamax and thought it was the future had a betamax
2: player so how um, can I hold on, can I have you do an impression of how you tried to be super nonchalant at <laughs> You guys had, had a Betamax player in like probably what's the early two thousands? <laughs> so so here's the
1: here's the thing. I'm the baby. And all of the other kids were off at college, so because I was thirteen, so my sister, uh, yeah, even even my
2: next Charlie left my- all of his porn and went to. That's a risky move. Yeah, he he had fireworks, porn. Uh, I mean, was, was, wait, hold on. Was your brother Bud from Home Alone? <laughs> You guys were both in Chicago. Are you sure you're not misremembering the movie Home Alone as your childhood? He it,
1: but he brought his tarantula with because no. he's responsible. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, because I had... And so, essentially, I had part of... And my dad travels a lot. So, I had a large chunk of that house to myself to to explore such ideas of uh, how do I hook up a Betamax player. And, I, and I, I need you to know how big a Betamax player is. It is bigger than a record player like a modern record player uh it's 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 probably six inches wider than that oh wow (laughs) um it's uh i don't know four to six inches tall it weighs roughly nine thousand pounds (laughs) (laughs) and but it has the rca ports on the back so i was like all right let's see if this old thing works it works. I put in a Gremlins tape that happened to be sitting with it, watched a little bit of Gremlins, good movie, and then eventually I was like, let's see what's on this this porn tape. This wasn't like some sort of perverted uh, a single-minded journey to figure out what derby, dirty debutantes were up to. <laughs> I, I assume not going to Cotillion, so <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, I hook it up, and then I plug it in, and I push it in, and I, the thing about tapes is that it just starts wherever the last person got disinterested so, <laughs> so all of a sudden i see a platinum vhs dash you know slightly better than vhs beta max quality i see uh a platinum blonde wig like shiny like lum- luminescent wig <laughs> Uh, performing acts that I had never seen before. <laughs> uh, vicious, just like destroyed my brain in eight seconds. and but it was it was 80s porn. so it was it was it was uh, people the performers, the, the quality of the tape, was terrifying. Like, it looked like a murder video. Um, <laughs> it was shot like handheld style, so it was um, also murder video. <laughs> it was just flesh on flesh, and it was looks like it looked like a, as John Waters once said, it looked like cold cuts. <laughs> like it was just it was just this like meat bonanza, and it was the gro- And and I and even me at twelve or thirteen was like absolutely not. <laughs> and I and, and I popped this tape out so uh aesthetics were really important to me i guess as a uh, <laughs> yeah
2: small, i mean five-year-old a, bur- a
1: burgeoning masturbator
2: <laughs> five-year-olds really have trouble getting the production design down. <laughs> i feel like uh they do like big flashy stuff
1: yeah right? and like I, I also would be lying if i said that uh i didn't uh again and again be like well what the hell is in that
2: <laughs> like i was like <laughs> maybe i just need right. to find the right part maybe I, yeah yeah
1: i was like well because it was it was weirdly enough like it was not a uh, narrative film. It was like Weirdly this disgusting enough. hairy balding man goes and has sex with another person who's half his age <laughs> and will
2: regret this uh in a different disgusting Florida hotel room. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that feels pretty much in line with the pornography that I saw uh in in junior high. Um I'm haunted by this memory by the way. This I didn't really <laughs> I didn't really ever get to this like so my my familiarity with like 70s like kind of big budget got rated by the MPAA <laughs> went to theaters pornography was like is basically from the documentary Inside Deep Throat which is uh, a good documentary if you've never seen it. Um and uh a lot of like the Boogie Nights thing where where they kind of talk about that you know 70s porn making was 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 an attempt to Either parody or um, create a version of uh, a Hollywood genre movie with uh, with nudity and sex, and then in the eighties, it was let's just we can shoot this cheaper. Production <clears throat> value goes out the window. It's getting you know that's kind of like and again I haven't studied it, but that's that's kind of where my knowledge of seventies <laughs> low art uh, pornography comes from. So Luana, what is your experience? With both 70s porn, and I guess whether you're disappointing uh, a younger version of yourself by being not that interested in watching this movie. (laughs)
0: Yeah, uh, Aaron, your, uh, your reaction or your anecdote felt very, uh, rang very true to me that I was, uh, I was watching Flesh Gordon last week. I, uh, thanks Pete, by the way, for the, for the Pornhub link that, uh, so I could see the uh, full uncut (laughs) version. I was just like, it was, it was a Sunday afternoon and I was like, oh yeah, I got that, got that podcast next week. I better watch this movie for this podcast. And, uh. My wife is like, what movie you got to watch? I'm like, Flesh Gordon. And she's like, Flesh Gordon? Is that a porn parody? I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> and, I just, <laughs> and I just put it on my laptop, for like right in the middle of the sunny kitchen. And I just go. Oh, it's on the up. Lord's
2: Day. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> and um uh, yeah gosh I remember the first uh the first porn I ever saw was I think I was I was probably still in the maybe in the single digits I accidentally uh came upon a VHS tape that I'm sure my dad must have taped something off the TV. Um I remember uh they must have they must have been 80s People, because they were definitely like um, <laughs> the bodies that I saw in them were definitely of the like low barrier, uh, 70s 80s uh, <laughs> low barrier entry to porn type of bodies that were in vogue back then, uh, and they were it was it was nothing it was nothing um, it was nothing too wild. I remember like it was just a cishead couple like banging in some woods. And I was like, "Huh, okay." So that's what sex
1: is like. I wasn't. I wasn't traumatized or bruised <laughs> out or whatever. I was
0: like, huh, "Okay." And that's I, what
1: sex is like. It's so gross. You have to do it in the woods. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, and there was also a fragment of must have been some sort of Playboy late night special of like these three pretty blondes that were only wearing tennis shoes and socks like hosing each other down i was like oh that seems fun (laughs) but again i was i was good to be clean yeah um it was fairly tame i guess and uh i got a computer when i was 13 uh with with the internet so i went my my journey of uh (laughs) my my journey was very much my own i that one tape I found once was the only time I was ever exposed to anything that was like you know someone else's selection um uh, beyond that it was always like this like soft core stuff that was on t v on you know late saturday nights um and uh and the not so soft core stuff that you found on the internet in the uh early o o s yeah. Uh, I found the hentai, I found the furries, I found, uh, (laughs) like, uh, all that wild internet shit, you know? Uh, so, I, I, I guess... (laughs) It's it's good to bop around. Yeah, definitely. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't... See what, see what rings a bell. No, definitely. Like, I wouldn't say I ever identified as a furry, but, like, I use their content a lot. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) Um, I... So it's it's like being it's like playing video games. You would never call yourself a gamer, yeah, exactly. But you play I play video games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like that's a disgusting term, and I would never touch it. Anyways, uh, I just spent 60 hours this week. on
2: <laughs> Yeah, I get that because there was like by the time I was in co- like it wasn't until I was in college that I felt like oh I have my own computer. There's no one checking a history on that all I right, get right, in yeah. trouble for. You know, like and you can you can do that stuff, and then it, all it became was like the only person controlling what i wanted to find was whether it was a fake video i was downloading that was going to have a virus that was going to ruin my computer. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, oh my god i can't believe we used to download
1: videos yeah and, weird, huh? and then you're just like look at the draw whatever's in there <laughs> i used
0: to when i was like in my early 20s i had a i had like on my laptop i had a desktop background of like a of a, of an adult performer in her <laughs> of her lingerie but like it was a it was a trans uh, adult performer and i wasn't specifically putting that on my laptop background because of like you know like ooh adult freedom i can do that now it was more like i want to see how many of my like straight friends are gonna be like whoa that chick is hot who is that <laughs> <laughs> you're performing an experiment on all exactly your friends. that's good and i promise you I... all of them did they all thought she was fucking hot which you know gender is a sham friends
1: <laughs> yes it it, it yes. certainly is certainly something if something, if something is. checks all the switches you can't at the end be like well technically like no <laughs> no it checks the switches all the all the lights yeah. are green Mm-hmm. We're there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so in regards to this movie, before we get into the plot, um, I'm so glad it's Pete's week to talk about to do the recap on this. Uh, not because, like, I just don't know how much I want to say the word dildo or jerk off. Or, <laughs> or wang. Or wang. They don't even stuff. say the fun ones, like hog. <laughs> well, it's because they, they're all parodies of the Flash Gordon characters. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um yeah. Is is this movie like maybe a little bit less racist than uh, the Flash Gordon movie though? <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, it doesn't have Max von Sydow, but I
2: mean, I think you're talking mil- millimeters here. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about this movie. So, yeah, so Flash Gordon was shot in 1971. It's like which... it's yeah, it's like
1: getting it's getting second degree burns or 2.1.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the difference between a 5.8 and a 5.7 on the Richter scale? Uh, uh, yeah, so this movie was shot in 1971, uh, which is a year before Deep Throat came out, uh, released in 1974. There is two versions. There's a 78-minute cut that was released theatrically and got an R rating. There's a 90-minute cut that we all watch. Now, I know you're thinking. Oh, I'm sure the 90-minute cut has sex that more sex in it like we're thinking about this in in like unrated dvd <laughs> terms no there's no additional nudity or sex in the 12 minutes of cuts it's more plot and more story so the <laughs> one that we watched is a r-rated by the mpaa movie uh, although probably i don't i think they may have re-rated it at some point for a uh, video release and rated it nc NC-17. So, originally, it was supposed to have a bunch of actual hardcore pornography. You can see remnants of this in, in Wang's, like, there's, there's like, an orgy happening when Flash Gordon first gets to Wang's throne room. Like, it's zoomed out, but if you look closely, like, you can see, like, oh, there's someone's dick in that person's mouth. I can see. But that's <laughs> essentially the only extent of, like, hardcore pornography as we are uh, used to and bored by today. Um, <laughs> and you were watching this on Blu-ray, so like, uh... Yeah, yeah, on a p- never ch- never on a
1: it. on a wall, Peter. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> um, you were seeing it. In, I'm saying you you were probably seeing it in crisper quality than anyone did in a
2: mo- in a <laughs> movie theater in the 70s. Yeah. So, th- and the reason for that is that there is a bunch of hardcore scenes that were shot uh, for this movie that never made it into a- any version because. Yeah,
1: not even the 90-minute collector's version.
2: No, which, again, has no additional sex or nudity. Uh, They left all that in for the the actual release. Um, The reason for that is that they got scared in L.A. County that uh, they had just busted someone for – I forget what the name of the law is called. It is not like pornography. It's not an indecency law. But regardless, the producers got scared, and so they did shoot some hardcore scenes – And they voluntarily turned them into the L.A. County (laughs) Sheriff Department and said, oh, sorry, we didn't know this. Was this (laughs) wrong? So here you go. We're not going to do anything with this. You can have it. I'm sure you're never going to watch it. I'm sure it's just going to sit in an evidence locker. You fucking The white people excuse, I'm sorry, officer. I didn't know I could do that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and guess what? It works. Which is so funny because like. (laughs) They hadn't released the movie yet, so they hadn't even uh, released a cut of it. It feels like they could have just like, okay, well, we're just not going to put this in the movie, but they were like, here you go. We did it, and we're sorry, (laughs) and here's the evidence, and uh, that was fine, I guess. That's what you need to... I robbed the bank. Here's the money. Never mind. I guess I did not uh, overdraw on my checking account like I thought. No reason for me to do this. So, yeah.
1: It, it, you, you'd expect when they're like, oh, there's the seventy-six minute cut and the ninety-minute cut. You'd be like, oh, the ninety-minute cut has all the fucking in it because that's how that's how horror movies work, right? Yeah. Um, horror movies are like, oh, well, yeah, the ninety-minute cut has like you get to see the full vivisection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you get to see the full immolated woman or whatever. Like yeah. the the, uh, the but with but uh, in this, it was weirdly like they were like, well. Now that you, we've got your attention, we have some more comedy scenes to <laughs> share with you. Like, no, no, 76 minutes. 76 minutes is fine.
2: Um, I don't know. I don't know, uh, Peter. I, I actually think that um, neither are great, but the comedy action sequences are more compelling than the, the quote unquote sex scenes. Yes, um, but I'm
1: talking about from a distance, from a distance where I like before I had started the. Before I had even started the the movie, I was like, I was like, well, yeah, but at least I'm going to see some like grody seventies porno. <laughs> and there's maybe one, there's maybe one scene in the movie that is functional as a porn scene, um, and that's there's the, there's like the
2: one rock. sex scene,
1: yeah, yeah. There's the swan, yeah, swan swan riding scene. Everything else is shot with uh, this sort of incompetent chaos that's neither <laughs> funny nor arousing. And so it's nothing. It's it's what it is. Um, it's a porn
2: <laughs> comedy that's not sexy or funny. It So I, I – North Dakota, we did not have a great sex education in the 90s. So I think they no. talked about like sperm and eggs and stuff like that. But they never really described how sex works or any what? type of sex works that I remember, especially – not until I was in high school anyways. So like yeah. – so, Well, since I know –
1: and, and Luana knows. Do you mind just explaining to us? Uh, just, I, I mean, I obviously know how sex works, but do you mind explaining it? Um,
2: well, so the sex, in, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that sex works. I wouldn't want to define it. Uh, but yeah. talking Let about- Let me get like, my pen real quick and then we can talk about it. <laughs> you want me? But- <laughs> yeah, so right, I got it. I'm going to talk about very vanilla cis, like that kind of, that version of sex that they're talking about in this movie, or that you, is like, you know, uh, a penal penetration of some, of some kind. Mm-hmm. Right? What this movie reminded me of is, like, before I knew what sex was, I, for a while, thought that, like, laying down and kissing even with clothes on was sex in, like, third, fourth grade. Because I knew the term sex. I knew that people went, ooh, on Full House (laughs) shows when people laid down to kiss. So I'm like, this must be sex. And then, like, you know, as you start getting, like, having, like, being aroused and having, like... When you have sex thoughts but have never seen a sex happen or any sort of <laughs> sex happen, you just, like, you get that people are naked under their clothes. So you kind of picture just, like, naked rubbing or something <laughs> like that. And <laughs> what this movie reminded me of is what, like, an 11-year-old with no sex, e- sex education thought that sex was. <laughs> like, yeah, if you just, you just, like, rub stuff against other people, you've basically had a sex <laughs> That—that's yeah, most of, of the sex in this movie. A lot of foreplay,
1: posing as sex in this movie.
2: I guarantee most people that are listening to this have not seen this movie. We better do a plot <laughs> recap. Uh, Peter, Luana, are you guys ready to talk more in celebration? It's Flesh Gordon, <laughs> absolutely. Let's <laughs> oh, let's <get> absolutely. Down.
1: <laughs> let's get down to business. It's
0: business. It's business.
1: Trying to say it's time for business,
2: it's business time. Ooh, it's business, it's business time. Ow, oh, ow, oh, ow, oh, ow, oh, oh. yeah. Then went in the bathroom. You give us some alternate taglines. Yeah, great movie if uh you're going to be a nun or a monk or a priest, and you're like, what's this sex thing I'm not gonna do ever, apparently? And you watch this, and you're gonna be like, oh, great! This actually seems like a... people like this? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> or should say yeah. soft pass. A um, very, a very soft pass. Yeah.
1: Just hanging there kind of pass. A dry,
2: soft pass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny that this movie came before, uh, Flash Gordon, considering it's a porno um, because coming early in a porno is is not what you want.
0: <laughs> Although you know with how how much we are begging this movie to
2: shorten its runtime, maybe in this one it would be it would have been good. <laughs> well and technically this movie came so late because it's a, it's not a parody of a movie they didn't know was going to get made. Uh, it's, it's a parody of, a, of a three serials that yeah. came it, it, out I, in the, in the 30s <laughs> um and they were worried they were going to get sued which is why they have that disclaimer going art changes we're just trying to do new art while respecting what came before us
1: Yes, was... it's a very self self congratulatory <laughs> sort of like this is where we fit into the into the cosmic or sorry the cultural conversation uh and it's it's a but... very it's a very um uh, uh, foreboding way to begin a pornography
2: but they did that they added that so they didn't get sued because they were yeah. about to get sued and somehow that worked <laughs> <laughs> um, i guess if i ever like steal some shit and like put it on the internet i'm gonna put a, a disclaimer that says You know, sometimes you got good buddies who uh, haven't had a chance to see a movie you have. (laughs) The only way to maintain friendship over long distances is by shared cultural references. So that's why I still, this. You
0: know, this movie, oddly enough, has has the same spirit as Star Wars. Because, like, John uh, Flash Gordon, like the original serials, came to be because uh, they didn't... They didn't do – they didn't want to do a – or they didn't want to pay the Edgar Rice Burroughs estate the rights for John (laughs) Carter. Um, Yeah. So so they're like, oh, let's let's do Flash Gordon, which is kind of John Carter, but not. Um, And then, you know, decades later, George Lucas, having grown up on those serials, like, hey, can I do Flash Gordon? No, we won't give you the rights. Okay, I'll do my own Flash Gordon. I'll do Star (laughs) Wars. And – I guess you know the idiots who made Flesh Gordon were in the same headspace as George Lucas, only instead of you know making a Star Wars, they they did this.
1: Yeah, that's a good point is that like this movie was not alone in uh, in terms of its influences. Um, but it's also not alone in its sort of uh scrappy um let's take what we can and cobble together a movie from our influences attitude. And like though uh Indiana Jones uh and Raiders sorry, Raiders of the Lost Ark, um is a uh a very professionally done and like a well executed movie. <laughs> it came from the same team that made Star Wars, uh not the whole same team, but partially the same team that made Star Wars. Um and that same at, that same George Lucas attitude, which is um, we have a bunch of influences. I don't necessarily want to directly a- adapt this, but, uh, you know, 40 years later in interviews, I will say these are the three things that <laughs> inspired me. Yeah. Um, so what yeah, we're so saying what is, is that is if Flash you Park? like
2: if you like Indiana Jones, I mean, you have to accept that Flash Gordon is is <laughs> what comes out of that same hole. I'm just it's yeah.
1: just that it's it's just as legitimate Um and I really don't like using comes out of the same hole right now. <laughs> just.
2: I mean it metaphorically, unrelated to the sex stuff that we saw. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what what happens in this movie?
1: So Flesh Gordon is on a plane. Compared to the old serials, I don't know how much of the background they're adapting. So I'm
2: just gonna so say apparently they are doing a they are doing a scene for scene adaptation of the first of three serials. Mm. Interesting.
1: So the the Flesh Gordon's on a plane. Um, Flash Gordon is a is a similar to Flash Gordon in many ways. Um, sort of a all American, uh, a, a, a hunky, tall kind of uh, you know, I'm gonna always do the right thing kind of guy. He's on a plane when the plane is assaulted by a sex ray that's been uh bothering, terrorizing the nation. The, the nation <laughs> and the nation's uh paper boys in particular. Um, sex and,
2: madness. And,
1: and there's an opening scene where a bunch of scientists are freaking out about this sex madness that's, that's making everyone have sex. And the guy is lamenting that his, whatever the gardener had sex with his wife or whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, in, in 2020, he would have been paying good money to watch his wife have sex with a gardener. But <laughs> in the 70s, it was just not done.
0: Yeah, um, it's it's funny that like for a naughty movie like this, how how conservative many of its ideas are. <laughs>
1: like, it's it's incredibly regressive in a way that like really bothered me. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so we'll get we'll get there. Uh, the movie is mostly about um, non consensual sex.
2: <laughs> well, and also it's also the first, maybe the first porn movie I've ever seen where instead of just like a a casual like we're gonna do a lesbian scene is like. Uh, literally is like offended that lesbians exist. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's, um,
1: did yeah, Mel we'll Gibson
2: there. make this? Are we still doing <laughs> a Mad Max month? We'll,
1: we'll get there, man. We'll get there. So the sex ray is on the plane. Uh, you know, it attacks the plane or it's in the path of the plane, whatever. So flesh and, uh, and it's, uh, I need to pull up the character name list. I can't, I couldn't be bothered to write da- any of it down. Dale...
0: Dale Arder, you guys. <laughs>
1: Dale Arder. (laughs) So Flesh Gordon is on the plane with who's the female love Dale Arder. Dale
0: Arder, you idiot.
2: (laughs) Dale You ever ever get the feeling he doesn't listen to what we say?
1: (laughs) No, I thought you were naming the scientist. And I was like Dale. No, that's Flexi
2: Jerkoff. the Russian scientist. Is okay, injured.
1: I got it in front of me too now, Aaron. Okay, we're good. Uh, so he, is uh, I have it in me. He meets a woman on the plane, uh, and and uh, she starts to uh, have a violent sexual convulsions to, <laughs> to go after him and everyone else on the plane. Uh, and he's trying to get her to snap out of it, and then eventually he joins in. It's just sort of this chaotic sort of kerfuffle. Um, the plane goes down because the pilots <laughs> join in. Um, and then they uh, parachute out of the plane uh, <clears throat> and land in the countryside. They, uh, by by sheer coincidence, meet uh, Dr. Flexi Jerkoff, <clears throat> who, by sheer coincidence, uh, also has a, a penis-shaped plane. Um, and Just in
2: case we don't, yeah. Just in case we don't get back to it, I do love that it, at so the scientist we see at the beginning, Flesh Gordon is his son, and I do love that everyone that meets him, including Dale and Flexi Jerkoff, are like, "Oh, you're Professor Gordon's
1: son." <laughs> yeah, it's, sure. it's 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 <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. So, um, the this big penis-shaped plane—it's funny because it's a penis. Um, it, By the way, if they, you think that penises the are funny.
2: This is a really good movie for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you, if you, if you just think the existence of a phallus is, is hilarious, then this movie has, uh, has your, your button dialed in. So um, the, they get in the penis-shaped plane. They fly through the Earth's atmosphere. They end up on the planet porno with Dr wang emperor wang emperor Emperor wang Wang, the the perverted they end up on emperor wang's uh planet porno and he's Hmm. the one that's been sending out this this erotic ray at earth um and he's really
2: he's really confused that they didn't like people didn't like it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
1: um we find out later that emperor wang had his uh penis bitten bitten off by a penis flytrap and that he's mad he's mad that he can't have sex so he wants everyone else to have sex like really the <clears throat> whether or not this movie is is uh, in is think sex is good or bad is, <laughs> is very muddled. Um, what the fuck do they do on this planet? They go to they they fight Emperor Wang and, and they get sent to uh, one of them gets abducted by uh, Queen Amora. Flesh Gordon gets abducted by Queen Amora and. Um, Dale is captured by the Emperor Wang, who wants him to be um, wants her to be uh, his bride. Um, F- Flesh Gordon is uh, banged on uh, Queen Amora's Swan Ship. Um, the Swan Ship crashes in an attack. Then Flesh uh, organizes with uh, Prince Precious, uh, who's this sort of like Robin Hood character. No, that happens way the fuck later. Um, anyways, da- Flesh goes back to the the, the, the castle to try and save dale then they end up in the tunnels beneath the, at the palace yeah and then they're assaulted by amazonian violent lesbians it's a it's a whole thing there's a robo um,
2: bug too but we can get yeah, into that
1: we can get into how, how awful that whole scene is in a minute um but uh and then uh they're they're rescued by uh from a um stop motion animation praying mantis skeleton guy by uh, Prince Precious, who's a sort of Robin Hood figure. He's the rightful heir to uh, Emperor Wang's throne. And uh, <clears throat> together, they sort sort of form this huddle to d- dethrone Emperor Wang. And
0: that's it, basically. I mean, they they assault the castle with Precious yeah. and his
1: forces. And,
2: and there's a... There's f- a giant, too.
0: Yeah, there's a giant, uh, like, statue that Wang awakens. And they have a, a fight with that. There's a bit of a King Kong parody and... And that's it, I suppose,
2: yeah, and in between we've seen a lot of uh a lot of uh breasts and one flaccid dick <laughs> well we we you you do see like a
0: close up of like a bunch of vaginas at one point,
2: oh yeah, you see yeah vaginas and and breasts uh boobs. As some people call them uh, yeah. and, I can't and one stress how penis. all this is.
1: like I really can't I really can't uh, put too fine a, a point on on how unsexy all of this
2: is <laughs> so let's start with something the stuff I liked Uh... Because the rest of the episode is going to be all the stuff I didn't like, which is ninety percent of it. You know, but, yeah. Let's start with stuff
1: you liked because I think that'll be a good transition into this the central point of why this movie sucks. Uh, because the, the let's end up cause, cause you're gonna you're gonna talk about that monster, right?
2: I'm gonna talk about all yeah. So I I do think what's interesting is that so there are a lot of special effects artists that worked on this movie, including Rick Baker, who did Videodrome and just countless other movies that you.
1: He helped uh, b- Rob Boutilier work on yeah. uh, the thing where the Rob thing. basically collapsed from exhaustion.
2: Yeah, and so like, and it's doing like Ray Harryhausen style stop motion animation for their monsters, and it's, it's not, not it's impressive. <laughs> it's impressive. It's it's like it's not impressive like rare like like Jason the Argonauts, but it's impressive like if you ever saw the movie Equinox, like one level below uh, Harryhausen. That kind of like pretty inventive and interesting stop motion animation, and it's done in a again a shitty quasi porn movie, ostensibly a porn. No, I thought that uh, I thought that mantis guy looked good. I did too, and like even though like haha they're the pynosaurs, like the pynosaurs were 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 good. They're like these worm creatures that yeah, like emerged. Yeah. It felt like that Dark Souls two two level Peter where like. Uh, they 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 jump out of the pools and attack. Um, and then, like, the ending giant statue monster that's like a King Kong parody is awesome. Um, and, like, it looks really good. Um, it's inventive. It's done well. And it also, like, that is the only part of the movie that actually made me really laugh. So the monster's dialogue is, like, all, like uh it's instead of him being monstrous and like talking loudly or shouting and threatening he's mumbling under his breath these like these weird like oh boy i just love to murder people like <laughs> welcome to murder city and like it's it's like really legitimately funny it re- i i sent peter a text but he hadn't seen the movie yet it reminded me of if someone had dubbed over a Ray Harryhausen movie with like very uh weird dialogue like the I think you should leave sketch where it's dubbed over Bozo, where he's like, look at this fucking asshole. But it's, <laughs> it's that with a monster going, I just love to murder people. Welcome to Murderopolis. Like it was and, and it was the, legitimately the, funny.
1: And and the the um the reason that the monster speaks, originally they were just gonna have it moan and shit. Um, was because they did such a good job with the monster. They were like, oh, let's add voices. on." Like, they did such a good job with the animation on the monster's mouth that they were like, oh, well, we can actually put words in this monster's mouth. And then they had whoever was available to dub
2: over it. But it was, like, the only time that it was funny on purpose, I think. Like, the stuff you were saying was legitimately funny as opposed to, like, calling someone a jerk-off isn't exactly the funniest thing in the world.
0: I remember finding, like, one exchange funny in Professor Jerkoff's, like, cabin when he's – when when Jerkoff is like, what's going on, Flash? And Flash gives this really earnest, uh, like, recap of what had been happening in, like, this super uh, – what I felt was a uh, – was a very authentic-sounding, like, 30s serial, like, here's some exposition type of acting. (laughs) And uh, I was like, okay, that's kind of funny and throwback and, like, in the know, but uh, yeah, (laughs) that was a rare moment of me being genuinely uh, (laughs) amused at the actual movie.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and the the intermission with 10 minutes to go is kind of funny, right? Like, it's like, here's part two, there's a serial. Like, it does seem like if I'm, I'm just going to posit that the 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 primary thing that these that the filmmakers were focused on was was parody, not titillation. I because I cannot imagine like I cannot imagine that the filmmakers to this movie thought they were doing anything remotely sexy. Which I don't think it's true of um, even though I haven't seen like. Deep Throat or Debbie Does Dallas or some of these other like big 70s porn movies, like those are clearly an attempt to mainstream or say, hey, like uh, movies that feature sex can be art and it shouldn't be taboo. And we're going to make a movie that has a plot device around something that is very – uh that will, will, will just by its nature feature a lot of sex. Like those movies are – I'm sure they included corny jokes again. It's been a while since I've seen the documentary about uh Deep Throat specifically that includes a lot of scenes from it, but this is just something completely different where it seems like the that these are like almost like uh Zucker Abram's like they 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 have the same um intent as like the people that made Airplane, uh-huh. just none of the skill or technical <laughs> know-how right. or sense of humor or writing ability and and like Decided to, uh, to cover for that by like including nudity. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, it's um, it, it. But like while we're while we're talking about like the sort of um, the comedy or the sort of like uh, perspective of the film, it, how how the movie usually operate, how movies usually operate, uh, and or at least how reviewers operate is we interpret the um, intent of the movie uh, largely through dialogue dialogue is is really a a clear indicator of how a artist feels about a movie um because the way dialogue is delivered and the way dialogue is written um is, is a pretty clear like straight path from the artist's brain whereas like uh shots um the incompetence of a shot uh can muddy the artist's intent uh score could have been done by someone else uh editing could have been done by someone else like the writing is really like the writing of dialogue is really like as clear as we can get and the the dialogue in this movie and its willingness to just throw people under the bus <laughs> it is, is uh is is disturbing and the fact that like okay so I could get behind the fact that like the sex ray like the sex ray is obviously it's not really consensual and it is it would be a horrifying thing in real life it would be the movie Shivers um Like the idea of losing your your uh, ability to consent to sexual act and you becoming like a sex zombie is like horrifying. But in a porno, I'll 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 give it that like that's fine. Like whatever, that's that's you know in the context of a porno and a comedy porno, that's fine. But when they have characters that are supposed to be our heroes, um, saying like. <laughs> saying uh, the D word about lesbians uh, (laughs) is and uh, uh, treating them so horribly with every line of dialogue and having a scene where essentially lesbians are sexually assaulting our, our female innocent, um, (laughs) Is is it's all it's all a pretty clear path on what the filmmakers were thinking in their head, right? Like, yeah, yeah, their concern a whole isn't lot of that interpretation, right? I, I, I don't need to like read interviews to be like, what did they mean when they said this? <laughs> <laughs> and then, what do they mean when they wrote a scene where Flash punches a bunch of women in the face?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they weren't concerned about the assault. They were concerned that they were like, it's it's like that scene in Lethal Weapon where I think that we had both forgotten about till we revisited the show where like mel gibson has a scene with danny glover where he finds out that um the character who commits suicide in the opening of lethal weapon had 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 sex with women and it's just like visibly disgusted by it and it was like oh that was so that was so weird and like it's <laughs> the same thing here like they're not upset that dale's getting assaulted they're like uh gay people <laughs> no <laughs> yeah um, so like that's the thing is there was like
1: an inter the, the the there's a pathway from there's a pathway of homophobia right um where it's like there's like hatred and, and disgust and then there's also like a halfway interim step that's still can be very fraught with problems which is um overly fetishizing lesbian sex um because it it sort of treats women as, as these, um, these objects that are just having sex for our entertainment. They don't actually have internal lives, yada, yada. And that, <clears throat> and that's something that's like a little bit more doubt, del- like lesbian sex. In, in this sort of movie is something that's like very delicate. Like it could, it could be pro lesbian, but it can also be just purely in the sort of exploitation kind of gross factor, um, that doesn't actually care about the internal lives of lesbians. It just thinks that w- women making out is hot. Um, and so Luana, what did you make of all the like Amazonian women stuff? Now that we now that the two uh two Cis dudes have talked, what do, mm-hmm. Luana, what do you make of the Amazonian stuff under the under the city? I
0: was um when I think I was sort of amused at um amused and maybe getting slightly bored by the time we got to Wang and Dale's uh wedding. Um, suddenly <laughs> yeah. you know that handmaiden goes like this charade has gone on long enough and she like I don't know she punches out some guys or I don't know what the distraction is and she you know drags Dale along and takes her to the underground uh base and I was like oh that's that's kind of cool you know like this uh this handmaiden who was just uh you know who was just uh how, how, how uh, he, she she was just wallpaper before she was just a a sexy, scantily clad lady before suddenly grows agency and says, "Nah, you're coming with me, uh, female lead who has been nothing but like a screaming damsel so far. This has gone on long enough, and I was like, Oh wow is is the movie going to um <laughs> is the is the movie like aware of like that whole damsel trope and like the whole idea of women in these uh in these stories not just in porn stories but like i mean uh it's not like in the actual flash gordon or john carter uh stories that women were treated that much better there was just no sex <laughs> in uh, yeah and, uh, but, right. uh, at that moment i was like oh my god are we going to uh Maybe not, I'm not going to say have a, have a, an examination of that, but at least are we going to have a small subplot in which we acknowledge that this shit goes on? And then the actual, uh, (laughs) the actual Amazon underground series happens where like they're you know, there, she's brought, Dale is brought to that, uh, underground base with the lesbians and they're all, um, the leader is like what a gym coach or something. Cause apparently a female gym coach is like a, a lesbian stereotype in the States. Uh, I don't know. Apparently.
2: Yeah, uh, no, that is. Yeah. I mean,
0: uh, and uh, you know, so she starts screaming and crying just as much, if not more than during the forced wedding ceremony with, with the emperor. And I was like, Oh, Oh Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck? and, you know, the, it's also the only time. Wait,
1: Well, yeah, like, like if they want this to be sexy. Why is that scene not consensual? Why is yeah. it just like drawn, drawn in by like a bunch of attractive women? Like what, what? in what world do they have a bunch of lesbians having sex with each other but they want to make it into a death wish style rape scene exactly you know, i was in a porn comedy
0: yes i was i was immediately thinking of death wish
1: as well <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah all the all the screaming and the like me looking away from the screen yeah that did remind <laughs> me of a rape revenge movie <laughs>
0: And also Jim. that um, this is the only uh, epi- the only scene that has a
1: person of color
0: participating in the um, in the sex.
1: Yeah. Um. And that's when things get really stepped up too, yeah. which is a whole other level of icky.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like oh yeah, throw some weird like tokenism into your <laughs> into your rape scene. Because like in the Death Wish
0: movies, um like the the rape scenes are there to like we're supposed to get morally outraged at them this is the catalyst for our vengeance but we will show some titties during the rape scenes you know <laughs> like we we want
2: you to get an angry boner
0: yeah exactly and and this was what this felt like and yeah. um My feelings went from, oh, this is all cheesy and sort of boring, but, you know, okay, that's kind of cute that, you know, people thought this was uh, amusing at some point in history, and that scene just soured me on the movie so badly. Yeah. Um I I I uh I, I immediately like PM'd you guys and I'm like straight people are the pits. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, uh, And I hadn't seen the movie yet and I was like, "What did we do?"
0: <laughs> was this just a was this just was this just a Luana reaction to something on the news or
2: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it yeah. Was, was related like, to the action. You're going to need to be way more specific than that. <laughs> we're awful all the time <laughs> i i don't want to say i don't want to defend straight people because god knows we're <laughs> tough to, we're rightfully there's not much to defend here but i will say i have never seen a porn that i can remember that had a scene like this in it like this was so odd yeah, right. yeah.
1: usually it's like degrading to women but usually the women <laughs> seem like they're having a good time
0: <laughs> yeah and like the fact that – and there had been scenes, in fact, where Dale was having a good time before that, you know? She was uh, – again, like Pete said, the um, the sex ray is, is, is a concept that is like, you know, if we would be taking this thing seriously, then, then it would be horrifying. But okay, fine. It's a sci-fi sex comedy. Um, we'll, we'll roll with it. Like, this is just the <laughs> – this is just an impetus to get easy sex scenes in our movie. And um, – Again, she's Dale is getting fucking DP'd in that scene, and it's like, she's having a great time there, but, like, eating... And they're playing wh-
1: zippy music
0: and yeah. everything.
2: <laughs> well, and even when she's not getting sex raid, like, other random people are walking around just holding her breasts, and she's like, this is fine.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Doesn't seem bothered by it. <laughs> but, like...
0: I'm going to have to eat a black woman's pussy now. No, that's the most horriblest thing that I could ever, that could ever happen to me. And it's like, what?
1: (laughs) And yeah. in this kind of movie, it's, it's very, it's very, um, (laughs) it's very clear when they introduce a person of color for one scene and then they disappear from the rest of the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's very like, it stands out even for the most jaded of white cis men. Like it's very obvious when you're like wait that's is that that's the only person of color we've yeah. seen in this this whole movie and it's just introduced for the worst part of a rape scene yeah
2: yeah i mean they've literally brought her out as a torture device so not a good look is <laughs> what i would say yeah not a good look yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, expecting which, this to be the
1: sex-positive romp that would maybe be boring between sex scenes. But <laughs> I, I was not—the last thing in the world I expected was this gross Amazonian scene, and you know what I expected even less than that? <clears throat> to follow it up with a rad H- Ray Harryhausen <laughs> stop-motion animation <laughs> sword fight—
0: you know what fucking pissed me off there too, because like I was not in a good mood after that scene. Obviously,
1: but
0: like, <laughs> me neither. I, I couldn't was like, enjoy the oh, thing. This, this is this is oddly cool. This Ray Harryhausen mantis fight scene, but like, how does it end? How does it end? Um, like, oh no, Flash is up against, uh, Flash is up against the wall, and oh, an arrow out of nowhere. It's me, Prince Precious. I'm the leader of the resistance. I'm the rightful heir to blah blah blah. And I was like, you know, you just had a resistance. You just had the Amazonians, but you chose to write them as weird rapists, and that had to be chased off, and then there's a monster that attacks you, and then you introduce a whole second resistance, which is, you know, non-threatening cis men, I guess?
1: (laughs) And you're you're so right. You're so right. They gave us a resistance and then they took it away. Yeah, right? Yeah, th- this is this is not as I, I I you know, when I we agreed to watch a porno, I thought it was gonna be more fun. Um. But like, the the thing is, like, all they had to do, I, I could I could uh, uh, admire I could be fine with this failing as a sex comedy, if it's, you know, not offensive and uh well it was if, gonna be offensive
2: this, like it's from the 70s and it's a sex movie
1: but yeah, yeah i it's offensive in if a if way that i was like yeah if it were milk toast yeah. and it, it it had good sex scenes in it and it had the good ray harry House and stuff i would have been like oh this was a this was a, a fun little romp This was a nice way for us to cap 200 episodes. But instead, (laughs) it's this garbage. And I feel like, do you want to spend like five minutes on this movie and then move on to talk about literally anything else? (laughs)
2: Here's here's something we could talk about. So I knew we were going to do this movie because Peter and I planned it. So obviously not a surprise to me as someone who has a brain that, you know, retains memories. Um, But I was like, shit, when we had... Four years ago, it was on Amazon. You could rent it. I think it was actually on Amazon Prime. Now it's not available digitally anywhere. Uh, Even before we figured about the weird FlixFling site. So I'm like, "Ah, I guess. I talked to Peter. I'm like, I guess. Do you still want to do this kind of joke episode? Um, I think we're going to have to buy the Blu-ray. And so I bought, you know, to prepare. A couple months ago, I bought the Blu-ray, which was like $23. Um and then a couple <laughs> weeks ago, Peter's like, hey, found it on Pornhub and FlixLit playing. Um, so now I own this fucking Blu-ray, guys. Uh, it's not going to be something I rewatch. And it's definitely not going to be something that, like, you know, some Blu-rays that, like, I don't have any intention to rewatch, I think, someday you know when my my kids get older i'll be like hey you should see this awesome movie here it is on blu-ray for you i don't think i'm gonna do that with flash gordon if i'm being honest (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm eternally grateful for peter for you know finding it on
0: pornhub
1: so i didn't have to use
0: too much bandwidth to like download it or anything
1: (laughs) (laughs) and so you just had to see uh you just had to see uh The uh, the ladies from Frozen uh, be ejaculated on in the sidebars. uh, (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I was, I
0: was, I forgot about that. Thanks. I was like, oh, sorry. (laughs)
2: Impregnate. You guys, you guys know that you can hit full full screen, right? Like, you don't have to just watch it in the box.
1: Yeah, but you do realize that uh, j- just because I saw that sidebar ad for three <laughs> seconds doesn't mean it doesn't live rent-free in my brain forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Honestly, I think j- I think jacking off on Elsa is a lot
0: like less offensive than what happened in Flashboard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, guess what? Elsa looked like she was having an awesome time. Exactly. <laughs> Elsa was like, yep, this is great. Yeah. I'm an adult woman, presumably.
2: One of my favorite uh, click hole things, I'm going to butcher it, was the guy who made uh, Super Mario, where he just says, Yeah, I guess if you ask, it has those quotes from celebrities, those fake quotes, Mm -hmm. and said, Yeah, if you tell me that um, if the goal of the game is to make you ejaculate, and the ads are (laughs) saying, Try not to jerk off. That's poor game um, design. It's poor poor (laughs) game design. <laughs> that's still one of my favorite things of all time
0: i remember uh, there was a couple years ago there was an onion article saying that was like ironic porn purchase leads to unironic ejaculation oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that didn't happen here that did not happen here we, that
1: we, that like happen here. we yeah. poke fun <laughs> and eight minutes later we're all watching a fucking uh, Lois from Family <laughs> Guy get blah blah blahed in her hoha.
2: <laughs> yeah, can we can we talk about who is appealed to the ads that like you will jerk off in less than five minutes? Like who <laughs> the man is on like the go. <laughs> like I <laughs> Like I only want to watch oh porn that finally doesn't make take me 30 minutes to come. <laughs> uh, I mean I, I don't like clicking at uh suspect uh ads on porn sites but if this can get yeah. me if this can get me my jerk off time down I guess <laughs> I guess I'm willing to take the risk. It's like that fucking Seinfeld episode where where Kramer's like trying to figure out how Jerry gets his shower routine under 40 minutes. <laughs> like <laughs> I just I just don't know
1: if I want to be a member of any website where uh, somebody can't figure out how to come unless they than
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can we do an investigation into what happens if you click it? Because it, like, I've never played a porn game. Not that I have any moral opposition to it. But I imagine you're just like clicking a button and then the, the character does sex stuff on screen. The only porn does game that game help I've you jerk seen, off
1: faster? The only I porn game I've ever seen was when I was in eighth grade or so, E Bombs World, I believe, or one of those albino black sheep, one of those like uh 2005 era websites hosted uh weird Japanese masturbation games. And yeah, I... uh, one of them was like like, masturbate this woman so she doesn't wake up. And I remember being like, why would I want to do that? <laughs> So why, why? Why? you had to masturbate her, so she stayed up. asleep. You, you, I have no idea. I have no idea what the purpose of the game was. Uh, at, at the time, I had no idea what the purpose of the game was. To this day, I still don't know why. You're, that needs to be the the level of obfuscation
2: between you and a woman. Um, but <laughs> here's what I don't <laughs> understand, just in general. Why would you want so, if you're playing that game because that helps you jerk off, why would you want to play a game where there's a there's a lose condition <laughs> like like, yeah, like do you want do you want to like I win, have I win to pretty much every time? <laughs> like do you want like a load screen while you while you wait to like try to try to stay aroused during it?
1: yeah, it gives you it gives you time to. It gives you time to go get
2: Kleenex or something? I have no idea. I feel like you want like a Yoshi's, like a Kirby's Epic yarn where you can't die <laughs> for your porn games.
1: <laughs> all I'm saying is I, I'm not trying to sex shame anybody. I'm sure that there are porn games that don't degrade women uh, and have an extremely creepy subtext. Uh, but all the ones that have been put and marketed to my face are all uh, extremely weird and i have to ask questions like is that character even 18 <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah with these
0: with animated characters they always uh, they live in some sort of twilight zone where we're not going to specifically say how old they are but oh, we'll leave it up to your imagination folks <laughs> it's kind of like the uh, like hbo uh, like sort of sexy history shows like game of thrones the tutors where there's like a bunch of early 20 something actresses that are petite enough that that oh, we're not gonna say how old these actresses are but uh it, it was it was medieval times you know so <laughs> there's there's definitely an industry uh, where of like oh, let's keep things in the middle here and uh like on the down low uh uh, cater to a very suspect audience.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, um, but, yeah. I think we're pretty much done here. <laughs> yeah, we're done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we talked
1: about jerk-off games, so I think we have <laughs> we hit the bottom maybe 20 minutes ago.
2: <laughs> yeah, so uh, Flesh Gordon would not recommend it. Um, In no way, shape, or form. Do we no way, need shape final or f- thoughts? I don't think we need final thoughts. I think... Here's my final thoughts. If you... Ever have a movie that's a porn from the 70s that you have a – kind of a joke about it years ago because you almost accidentally rented it uh, and you like kind of go, Haha, wouldn't it be funny if we did a show <laughs> on that, if we ever get to 200 episodes? I would recommend not following that instinct and picking something else. Yeah. Not that well, I didn't I enjoy wanna, I wanna talking to <laughs> Luana and Peter.
1: Yeah. Lu, uh, Luana, this was so fun to have you on. Can you re- re-plug – Can you uh, plug everyone again on where they can find your stuff? Because I love Monster Island commentaries. Oh,
0: thank you so much. Uh, You can find us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Stitcher, and uh, probably some more places. We're on (laughs) patreon.com slash mi commentaries, where should you decide that you like our content and want to sponsor us, uh, you'll have access to uh, a whole other podcast, namely Movie Lobby Commentaries, where me and Travis do uh just kind of movies that aren't limited to the kaiju genre that uh we just generally like such as uh Into the Spider-Verse, uh Commando, uh we did the um, uh, the Matrix, we did the Matrix uh and uh so yeah, I I hope uh I hope I'll get to see uh, some of our listeners there.
2: Yeah, and we'll uh Thank uh you. we'll include the link to the Patreon, which will also have a link to where you can hear the podcast. Uh it is great. Uh will be in the show notes, so you should absolutely check it out and become a sponsor if you can. Um it's it's right now becoming a sponsor, I imagine, is like one tenth of the cost of toilet paper. So it's a really <laughs> Really good deal. <laughs> These jokes are going to age so well. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, thanks again. Next week starts our new month, April, which is a very, a very big change for us. Uh, we're doing April, We're calling it uh, uh,
1: Gabriel, as in gaping. Um, And we're just doing hardcore porno with gaping in it. (laughs) With, like, the worst version of a gaping in
2: it. (laughs) Yeah, we decided that we were like, we told our audience we'd be talking about pornography. Actually, we didn't because it's a surprise episode. But either way, we owe you it done right. So we picked a very specific (laughs) genre and we're going to commit to it. This is now only a hardcore pornography uh, (laughs) podcast. Uh, No, but we are going to see someone jerking off on screen next month month because we have a a movie with bill maher in it um we're we're doing uh where our month is did we dock up which is advocacy documentaries from the 2000s that probably no one has watched since they were enormously popular uh when they came out so we are doing um uh, next week we're doing super size me with rick kelly Then we're doing Religious with just – with Bill Maher and who's not on the show but will be talked about quite a lot. Peter and I recorded a three-plus-hour episode on that one already. So we'll see what that cuts down to. But it's not funny. We just had a lot to say about how much we fucking hate Bill Maher and also to atone for the fact that both of us used to watch his show. Uh, Then we're doing uh, a double feature, Bowling for Columbine and Fahrenheit 9-11 with Carrie Nelson. Uh, and then we're wrapping up the month with the Kosky Brothers again and uh, a movie that everyone uh, talks about its, its its topic. But I don't know how many people have gone back to watch the movie. And that is an inconvenient truth. So a big change for us. We have, we've only done one documentary after 200 episodes. But we had kind of wanted to go back and do these because the 2000s was a time when you could make a documentary that made 50, 60, 70 million dollars and – Fahrenheit 9/11 cases, 150 million dollars, oh, wow. and uh, and you and it's 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 somewhat odd because like I think for the most part they're not the documentaries that people return to. Mm-hmm. Maybe Bowling for Columbine, which we actually threw in there because we're like, well, if we're talking for Fahrenheit 9/11, it makes sense to also talking about Bowling for Columbine. But I feel like. When you look on a list of, like, the 30 greatest documentaries of all time, you're probably not going to see Religious or Super Size <laughs> or even an Inconvenient Truth. But they were these, like, massive hit movies for a little bit that could, you know, didn't just open in your local art house but, like, wide in multiplexes. So uh, we're excited to give it, a, give it a whirl. We've already recorded two of the episodes uh, and they were a lot of fun even if uh, we weren't a fan of – The movies aren't very good. (laughs) But uh, that could turn around in the back half of the month, which we have not recorded yet. So once again, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for 200 episodes. This has been a complete... Uh, blast to do and we are looking forward to uh, covering a better movie for our surprise 250 episode <laughs> uh, but thank you so much again for coming on Luana this was a blast uh, you need to go back to sleep we need to go back to go to sleep for the first time <laughs> uh, so everyone have a good <laughs> night oh, have a good night you, know in this world, you don't know how to express yourself so lonely, you just gotta yeah, sing I just have Thank you so much for listening to we love to watch
1: if you made it to the end hopefully you liked what you heard today and if you'd like to hear more please go to patreon.com slash we love to watch and if you can chip in a few bucks that would really
2: help us keep the lights on and keep us moving forward uh, it wasn't an implicit threat by Peter he just didn't know how to say it but either way we'll continue to make more but it would be helpful uh, as we explained to our loved ones where all our money is going which is all on server space uh, if you can't <laughs> uh, if you 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 don't have a few bucks to chip in. We totally understand. And you want to support the show. We truly absolutely would appreciate a uh, review on iTunes. I know every podcast says it and it's because it really does help. And so every podcast wants that help. So please go leave us a positive review so that when people find this show organically, they hopefully want to tune in and listen. And thanks again for all of your listenership and support and time throughout the years. Uh, We really do appreciate you uh, with kisses and smooches. Peter and Aaron.